back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton, and today with us, we are sitting with uh, Mr. John Rippey at Lux Row Distilleries. I'm sorry, Rempy, sorry. Rempy, yes. Yeah, sorry. Correct. Sorry about that. So, uh, also with us on the panel today, we got Mr. Matt Jasnoff, uh, Dan Augustino, hey. and Jess, I forgot to get your last name. It is Atkins, actually. Jessica yeah. Atkins. I go by Jess Ann, so. Yeah, there you go, so. Well, John, th- first of all, thanks for having us out today, and uh, we got to take a tour and do a small tasting, and really enjoyed it. Um, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about yourself, and how did how did you get here today? Yeah, so uh, I am the master distiller here. Um, originally, when we first started, it was head distiller, but recently moved to smooth uh, title up to master distiller. But I've been in, in this industry uh, for going on 23 years now, so... Uh, uh, started out back with the parent company Luxco in St. Louis uh, back in 1998 and uh, doing all of their research and development, uh, working with our partner distilleries up in Canada, Mexico, uh, Kentucky. And uh, when we uh, decided to build this distillery here uh, in Kentucky, uh, I went to the owners and the president and I said that I wanted uh, to be heavily involved in this and fast forward uh, several years and I'm sitting here. And now you live here. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Live here right on the property too. So we saw that, well, I did a little bit of research and saw that you started in the soft drink industry. Could you elaborate a little bit on, you know, how does being a certified food scientist help with, you know, what you're doing today? Yeah. So yeah, I started out in the soft drink business uh, work. It was soft drinks and fruit juices, uh, working as a microbiologist, uh, then uh, switched over from that, got into R and D on those uh, beverages and, um, working there for i think five or six years before i got recruited uh to come work for then the david sherman corporation uh, now lux co uh, and then now i'm at lux row distillers so for listeners that may not be as familiar with you know lux rose products things like that could you give us a brief synopsis of kind of what you guys have what you offer um through the distillery here yeah so uh right now at the distillery our main uh brands are Rebel Yell, Ezra Brooks, David Nicholson, uh, Blood Oath, and then our new, our newest release that we just came out with this year. Uh, it, well, it's a brand that we've had, but we kind of revamped it. Uh, it's our Davis County line here. Um, and then, you know, we're obviously with our parent company back in St. Louis, we do, you know, the whole line of all spirits, but coming out of uh, Lux Road Distillers, it's, it's those brands. Gotcha. So with the variety that's offered, um, Lux Road, you know, a great bourbon heritage you know they bought some stuff from stitzel well or other companies to that nature could you tell us a little bit more about the david nicholson the 43 recipe and what kind of went into that and can you tell us a little bit more about the heritage that goes behind that yeah david nicholson it's actually a really interesting story uh uh kind of got to go back pre-prohibition times where uh you know there you know distillers weren't selling packaged liquor that was they were just selling barrels and and it would be store owners that would buy barrels and then bring it into the back of their store and then they would you know what they, we call rectifying they would blend it uh and sometimes you know we didn't really know what they were blended with but one of those uh, uh gentlemen that owned a store back it was actually back in st louis i believe it was uh called david nicholson and that's where that brand actually started uh and it's it has always been that uh we did bourbon recipe from the old stitzel weller distillery and uh we've continued that on so it's still uh that same we did bourbon recipe uh we've got the david nicholson uh 100 proof we did bourbon uh and then we've also introduced uh, uh several years ago our david nicholson reserve which we actually uh use our 
traditional rye bourbon uh, mash bill on that one. Gotcha. So if you don't mind, can you can you tell the listeners out there w- what exactly is that that mash bill on the traditional the 1843 and then also, you know, yeah. what you're doing today? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That Our wheat at bourbon mash bill is 68% corn, 20% wheat, and 12% malt. Uh, so it's got a decent amount of wheat in there, and what that wheat does is it kind of lets that sweetness of that corn come through without masking it like a rye would in a traditional bourbon mash bill. That uh, we gives it a little creaminess and a little bit more mouthfeel. Also, uh, our other mash bill is our traditional rye bourbon mash bill, and that's seventy-eight corn, ten rye, and twelve malt. Gotcha. So, uh, I always talk about you know favorite kids and favorite babies. So you got old Ezra, the David Nicholson, the Rebel Yell. Do, do you do you have a favorite baby? I mean, I I really don't. Uh, they're they're all really pretty special they're I mean, not they're not all yeah, listening it's yeah, okay. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i mean really to be honest i mean blood oath is is really the, i mean that's my signature brand that's the one that i i uh, get to have the most fun with um uh blending the bourbons together and, and and you know experimenting with the different finishes like the port or the cabernet or french oak or, or whatever um toasted oak on, on the, yeah. in the blood oath but that that one uh that one probably would be my favorite if I had to pick one. Yeah. Can can you go into the Blood Oath series? Because, you know, when I first started, Packed One was out there. No one really yeah. knew about it, so I, I yeah. bought it on a whim. And, I mean, I, you know, my wallet was mad at me six bottles later. <laughs> but uh, kind of go into, you know, your your creativeness for it because you do so much, so many unique finishes for right. it. They're all so different. Yeah, and, and that's that's been my goal the yeah. whole time. Uh, when we decided to to create a new brand for us. Uh, I really didn't want to just, you know, go out and find some old whiskey and put it in a bottle and put an expensive price tag on it. I mean, that's, it's boring. It's and it's easy and it's not, it's not exciting. And I mean, I wanted to really do something for, you know, people that really know bourbon and know stuff about bourbon, you know, the bourbon connoisseur. And I wanted to create more of an experience than just buying a bottle. So, um, that's what I, what I think I've done with blood oath is, uh, that every year I come out with a new release yeah. and a, a new finish and, and I, and I always try to find something that is a little bit different. Um, and the way I blend together, I always use three different Kentucky straight bourbon whiskeys and they're all older bourbons. There's no young whiskeys in, in, in any of these. Right. Uh, I think that the one coming out next year, the youngest one's going to be nine years old. Uh, the oldest is going to be 15. Um, but what I do is when I'm blending, uh, in order to get the right profile, I only I only finish the, the one one of those whiskeys in that that different commodity barrel, okay. whether it's port or cabernet or or next year. It's I can't really say yet what next year's what is, is going to be. Year's? But yeah, tell I, us. I can't tell, tell you. Us. It's a secret. I, he can I do mean, it. if it, it, people could find out if they wanted to, they know how to. <laughs> but, uh, but my marketing department, they would they would kill me if I started. Just sign it. Saying to it. Us. Just yeah, use some sign yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I only finish one of those whiskeys, and then I, and then when when that's done. Uh, when, I, when I think that that one is done, then I'll just blend in just the right amount to where it, it's just a hint of that, that character and just the right amount that I want. So you're not killing the bourbon character. You right. still know you're drinking bourbon, but you know that there's just a little bit of something extra added into it. There's a lot of finished whiskeys out there that I think they're way overdone. I, I know people, you know, I've talked to other guys, you know, and they, they finish sometimes two, over two years, they're finishing into a different it's barrel. Too and, long. I mean, six months is is well i mean that that's w- w- well enough right and then that barrel it's it's aged uh, enough 
but uh, like I said, I just want a hint of that, that different character in there. Yeah. David, in that blending process, do you, uh, um, do you try it in, in different barrels with, with different finishes, or do you just decide on one barrel and one finish? No, I, I'm, I'm constantly finishing whiskey in, in different barrels and, and letting it age uh, and, and doing small experiments on a small scale. And then when, when I do find one that I, that I like that works, then I scale it up. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's constant. I'm constantly playing around, to be honest. Could, could be a rough day at yeah. the office <laughs> <Yeah>. for you. <laughs> so, so if we were to see, you know, John here in, you know, two months in the nice early fall and sitting around a fire pit with a cigar in your hand, you know, what, what would be the bourbon that would be in your glass? Uh, I mean, it, it could be anything on any different <laughs> on any given day, really. All right, but, so it's a, I mean, it's a Tuesday night. Yeah, it's, it's cloudy. A, on a, on a Tuesday, <laughs> uh, uh, Tuesday night that Tuesday night that's the luxury of twelve year. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so you you really are just all over the the framework there as far as what you like. And so, yep. And and I, and if I need to cut it out, I can. And if you don't want to answer it, you can. So, is there anything outside of the the family that is a is is a favorite of yours? Outside of the Lux Rural family, uh, to, to be honest, the other the other, it's actually not even a bourbon. It's a it's a rye whiskey, but it's a limestone branch. It's yes. minor case that's yeah. finished in sherry yeah. barrels. Yeah, and and, uh, and I'm good friends with Steve Bean that that did that, and he did an outstanding job. I mean, and it's 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 well, outstanding. When it's good, it's good. No, yeah. I 100 percent agree with you. That yeah. limestone branch is a yeah. is a good quality product. Yeah, I thought Lux Row isn't a good quality. No, on, absolutely. Scott. No, Lux Row's great. I just <laughs> I, I I love that rye. I mean, no. Absolutely. That's not really outside of the family. You cheated. Well, there. it's it's like it's outside of the immediate. Everyone's family. family. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. everyone's family here. Everybody's yeah. family in Bardstown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but they don't they have like legitimate family yeah they don't they own limestone branch let's go well yeah but it's kind of like not immediate family yeah. Yeah. it's like stepchildren yeah like, like half stepchildren. it's a half brother i have to like you because mom said so yeah. <laughs> and because limestone branch is delicious no absolutely so is there a go-to go-to cocktail that you like to make like manhattan or anything like that um a manhattan is always great but i i'm actually really drinking uh when it gets cold in the winter i like a good kentucky mule yeah i love ginger beer and uh bourbon and ginger beer with a little bit of lime it's it's delicious helps, so, you, helps so, you sleep at night a little yeah. bit on yeah, tuesdays yeah, yeah, right yeah, on tuesdays yeah, exactly <laughs> so last year boondaberg came out with a spiced christmas ginger beer and oh my god it mixed with bourbon is oh like, really it's like one of the best drinks I'll have to ever try that during the during the Christmas season, yep. I, I get super excited when that comes out. So it's I mean, pretty, we're not pretty far from Christmas at this point. We are not. We're really not. What is anything anymore at this well, point? It doesn't right. matter. We yeah. can, what is Christmas going to yeah. look we like? We can drink this Christmas year. in October. Yeah. No one knows. <laughs> October. This is this is August. Come on. I know. Yeah. I it's mean, close enough at this yeah. point. <laughs> Yesterday it was March. <laughs> there you go. So how often do we find bourbon cream in your coffee? Uh, here's the thing. I don't drink coffee. No. Well. <laughs> How often so, do we just find yeah. bourbon cream? I was just going to say, just bourbon cream in this cup. We have bourbon cream here at the distillery. Yeah. yeah. It's that, really good. Yeah. I love the Ezra Brooks oh, yeah. bourbon cream. So yeah. that's why I was just kind of curious. Yeah, you know, but I, I love what it. What are you and, drinking and with? I, yeah. um, bourbon cream cute. over ice cream is actually really good. Oh. And bourbon cream just cold straight on ice is is awesome. And, yeah, that's another one that I, I developed that when I was back in St. Louis. So it's uh, – it's and it actually uses real – bourbon it's not um i mean i think it's right now it's got four-year bourbon in it and a uh, real bourbon cream there some of them have uh 
like an artificial yeah. creamer in it, but it's real dairy cream and it's uh it's pretty good. That's awesome. So how many days does it last once you open it? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually fairly shelf stable too, but I always nice. recommend as soon as you open it, put it in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it should be served cold. Yeah, anyway. I, I always recommend once you open it, drink it. All Top to bottom, be done. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't drink <laughs> itself. Why wait? Right. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. It does not drink itself. So, um, so Lux Rose part of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. Could you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about more about that? Like, which part of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail are you? One of the craft trails, things no, like that. So yeah, people no, want to you know, come visit you. Yeah, we're on you know just the regular Bourbon Trail, not craft. You know, we're you know a lot larger. Um, I guess there's a a liquid quantity or a, a production quantity amount but we're, we're way over that that limit so we're on the regular bourbon trail and uh we i think we have been since we opened in april uh for our grand opening on april 11th in 2018 and uh it's been great and uh we love being on the trail and we uh <laughs> we're, we're starting to get a lot more people coming out right now uh we we hate it when we had to shut down back in in march but uh we uh we're we're open back up now, and we we love to see everybody out here. It was boring. It's boring as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so so tell me what it's like to to work with or work for a company that's you know family owned and operated. You know, there's a lot of uh, that goes into those type of organizations. I feel like, and tell me a little bit more about what that's like, and then um, you know, how did you get here? You know, as far as that piece of it, you, did did you know the family directly, or is it just something that you know, you kind of fell into or how did that work? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the Lux family, Don Lux. He's the owner, um, working for that family. I, and I've been here for 22 years. So that has to say something right there. Uh, it, it's an incredible family. They really, really, it's not me. Got a little construction like going on. A little construction going on. Uh, <laughs> Car yeah, that was a little bit louder. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, like you know, the Lux family—they're—they're they're an incredible family to work for. Uh, I consider myself part of the family, and you know, and they've actually—they've they've said that uh, to me also. Uh, um, wouldn't want to work anywhere else, and like I said, I've been here for 22 years, and that's gotta—that's gotta say something right that's awesome. there. Yeah, that—that—that's that, that, terrific. I—I I don't think I've worked anywhere longer than 15 years, so I, I guess I—you've I, worked yeah. places only for 15 yeah. minutes. I mean, come on. That's probably true too, Dan. That's probably true. <laughs> So, uh, what's up next for, you know, Lux Road Distillers, you know, can we expect to see a new product or some new bourbons or new, just anything new in the, in the near future that, that you're allowed to talk about? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or if um, you give me a drill, I can figure it out for myself. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, as far as new products, I mean, really it's just the one that we just came out with, uh, this spring, which is our, our Davis County line with, uh, the Cabernet Sauvignon finish, the French Oak finish, and then just the regular, uh, a blend of the two mash bills and they're, and they're all three uh, a blend of both of our weeded and our rye bourbon yeah. mash bills but uh coming up um uh, this whole distillery when we built it it was built with expansion in mind and uh um next year we're looking to expand uh our fermentation capabilities so we can uh, get more barrels out per day yeah. um and then uh 2022 uh most likely will be uh dropping in another still to just keep further expanding because we uh we knew we were going to have to expand we wanted to come in and uh get established here and, and get our process down and then and then expand and then so we're looking to do that coming up in the next couple of years that's awesome so casey mentioned that you were running about 50 
54 barrels a day or 70 barrels a day. Yeah, it's about 70, 70, but 69, yeah. 70 barrels a day. 69 yep. or 70 barrels a day. Um, what do you think the capacity will be at the point once you do the expansion? And then, you know, what will that create a year as far as the number of barrels or gallons that you'll be producing? Well, right now we're doing about 70 barrels a day, and that's a little over 20,000 barrels a year. So uh, when we get our new fermentation in, in and in drop in another still, we're looking at um, – probably doing about 50,000 barrels a year instead of 20. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That's, that's, that's insane when you really think about the, the amount yep. of bourbon that you're going to be creating right. every single yep. year. It's not, not to mention how insane it is for how, how short a period of time that, that this facility has been, has been operating. You know, it's, it's just not like it's a, it's a maker's mark or, or, uh, or an Evan Williams or anything like that. I mean, this, this is young in compared to what you find in the, uh, in the bourbon industry, in this, especially in Kentucky. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So how has the single barrel selection process and, and the hotness of that market and, and where that's kind of grown over the last, you know, three to five years, how has that changed how you're distilling and then also how you guys are going to, you know, release products here in the near future? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's really changed anything in, in how we're distilling at, at all. We're still doing um, just our two mash bills here. Uh, uh, obviously looking at, you know, inventory and quantities needed uh, down the road because of this barrel program and, and we've had uh, outstanding response from our, our barrel program we just started it this january uh and we're right now we're booked all the way through the end of the year not taking any more uh reservations at all for barrel picks um we're it's it's been an incredible response and, and i i can't wait till uh next year we're actually looking to maybe uh tweak it a little bit and maybe offer maybe a a little something more uh, right now we're doing a, a single barrel for ezra and rebel uh but i always like being creative and like i said i was director of research and development for decades really yeah. before i came here so i always like to be able to be a little more creative so i think there's gonna be something that i might be able to try to offer in addition to just straight single barrel barrels Right. So do you do you anticipate possibly like maybe the Rebel Yell ten or some of those being it single barrel slugs? Yeah, or? it won't be the, the ten year. That that's we just don't have the barrels. Old Ezra that. seven. Yeah. Um it might be a little bit older whiskey or it might be just some options on maybe some uh, finishes also. Oh okay. Which is kind of like the avenue that I kinda of wanna to try to go down. So that, that kind of led me right into my next question as far as like so one of the, the new hot things are toasted barrels. You know, Elijah Craig's mm -hmm. got theirs, Michter's is famous for it. Down home's a new distiller that just came out. Um, tell us a little bit, you know, is that something that we might see in the near future from you guys as far as toasted barrels? Yeah, that's actually funny you said it because uh, I just a few months ago. Well, we, what I do here is uh, we, like I said, the two mash bills that we're running here. It's it's ten months out of the year. It's our rye bourbon mash bill. Two months out of the year, it's our wheat bourbon mash bill. Uh, I just got done putting up uh, about five hundred barrels uh, of a different char level and and actually toasted. Uh, whereas right now our barrels right now are all just char three, no toast. Uh, so I actually had uh, ISC make me some some special barrels, and I'm getting ready to do another run here right at the beginning of September, and then uh, starting in January I'm doing another one. But those are all uh, barrels that I'm experimenting with with different toast levels also. It's awesome, interesting for sure. That's one of my favorite things. I mm -hmm. love a toasted just something about the the marshmallow oh, and the caramel and the sweet flavors you oh, get from those yeah, toasted barrels. Like when I when I use that toasted barrel for uh, Blood Oath Pack Four, yeah. Um, that was uh it was tasty that one i mean that's what i had people saying they said it was like a, a 
toasted marshmallow. That's what it tasted like. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. So uh, when, when when will we be able to come out and do a pick? You know, the, the Bourbon Barrel Talk group, you know. We, we like to do lots of charity picks and, and things like that and do a little good in the hood, as we like to say. <laughs> you're not paying attention. It's January on. Yeah. Not this year. Dan, Dan, yeah. Dan you're, 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 you're to the end of the year. You're blocking yeah. our conversation oh. here. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so how fast did those book up? I mean, was they that? Uh, oh, within weeks, really. I mean, once once our sales uh, staff got out there and, and worked with the distributors, they were they were booked very very quickly. Right. So, what's your favorite part about that experience? Being able to bring people in, try the barrels, that's, things like that. That's it. Just being able to interact with with the people uh, that's the, that's really one of the best parts of this job is being able to come downstairs and get out of the office or get out of the distillery for a little bit and actually talk with customers right so hmm. so how many guys do you have working under you right now when in the distilling department or a group or that type of thing uh, as a total uh the distillery we we employ about 30 people right now i mean it doesn't seem like a lot you know i always tell people you know when they, whenever they ask me that question and I say, you know, 28, 30 people, they look at me like, are you, are you serious for, you know, the size of this place and, and how many barrels we're putting out? But, you know, I always say it took hundreds, you know, to build this place, but we could run it with a handful. Right. Um, back in the distilling area, I mean, to be honest, I could, you know, aside from maintenance, which, you know, obviously you need, but we could run that place with, with maybe four or five people if we needed to. Right. So, but right now it's about 15 to 15 to 20 guys. Yeah. Um, so, um, Tell me a little bit more about, you know, and, and I know we're coming up on time, so I'm trying to be respectful no, right. of your time. Um, if you could tell us a little bit more about any of the, you know, insight behind, you know, the, the land and the corn. And, and I know that right now you guys are, she mentioned the fact that you all had 10 acres of your own corn that you all were doing. Yep. Well, where is some of your product coming from? Are you guys mainly getting from Kentucky, Indiana, a mixture yeah, of both? Our, our corn is... is um, Kentucky and you know we, we try to source it you know as much as possible from from local sources uh, obviously we you know our, our rye and, and wheat and malt we, we we would love to be able to get a lot of that from here which when would we try to but uh, it's just the climate down here isn't really conducive to growing really good uh, grains those, those grains so we, we have to go elsewhere for those right. uh, but uh, as far as corn it's it's we try to get that as local as possible Gotcha, gotcha. And like you know, you were saying, I got that ten acres. You know, we, I've normally just farmed those fields for hay here. Just you know, did it have something growing on them? But this year, I wanted to grow uh, ten acres of corn. And uh, what I'm going to do is uh, harvest that this fall, and we're going to get that in uh, and get that in here. You know, ground up, made, making some whiskey here with a new mash bill. Uh, then I'm going to do uh, a special estate release for that. Whatever. Did you say that you farmed in your free time? You're just like doing hay and doing whatever. Well, I, I don't personally do it. I have a guy do it. But I'm you like, like decide what you want. You're like yeah. He's got a guy. Do you leave? Do you ever leave? What are you doing? Oh, I leave sometimes. Where yeah. do you go? Into the Walmart <laughs> in Bardstown? <laughs> yeah, the, the Walmart Mall in Bardstown. <laughs> the, the gas Walmart station. <laughs> gas station. Yep. To Bardstown Bourbon and eat dinner. Yeah. There's probably a there's probably a bar here locally that, uh, that John yeah, wants yeah, to yeah, it's called his house. It's called the yeah, Rick House. Yeah. It's called the Rick House. Yeah. That, that would be where I would spend a lot of my time, i got to be honest with you. You want to come over for a drink? We're going right. to drill today. How often yeah. do you drink tequila? Drink tequila? Um, I actually did have just a little bit over the weekend. But, uh, yeah, we've got uh, – it's that uh, El Mayor and Exotico tequila. At that, at that, one, at that one Mexican restaurant. They're awesome. Yep. 
Yeah. It, do you have a favorite tequila? Uh, El Mayor okay. Reposado. All right. Yeah. I, I might not have heard that. Uh, yeah. Because he yeah. said he was side. in the tequila business for right. a while. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Hmm. So, <laughs> are, they, are they at least building something cool down there that they're drilling? They're just drilling through the wall, actually, because the new they really are system. coming through the wall. Yeah, I was actually down. I thought they were downstairs, and I was <laughs> crawling through the crawl space, which I really don't like doing in a two hundred year old home. But they weren't down there; they were outside drilling oh through the wall. That's <laughs> like, what you were just doing. You were dr- yeah. crawling through the crawl space. Yeah. <laughs> You're my hero. Yell at them through the crawl space. Yeah. Freak them out a little bit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you? Do- what happened here? Yeah. <laughs> So good deal. So yeah, we want to be respectful of your time because you got to get ready to get going. So if if you don't mind, tell us a little bit more as far as like if people want to come out, visit, do a tour, um, if they want to find Lux Row, how do we do that? And, you know, Facebook, all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean LuxRowDistillers.com. That would be the perfect place to go to. You can book your tour on there. I, I highly suggest that you, if you're planning on coming out, to go on there, book your tour online. Uh, because they fill up, and with uh, with the new regulations that we have to abide by right now, we've got a limited uh, amount of spaces on our tours and in, in our tasting. So go online, uh, book your tour online, and then you come on out and uh, enjoy a tour and some bourbon with us. Good deal, good deal. Yeah, I will say I had a great time with Casey. So if you can pick somebody, pick Casey. Pick Casey. Cause she's she's, she's awesome. Casey did she's a fantastic yep. job. I don't know who else does tours, but Casey did a great job with us. So I'm going to recommend that if you come out here and if you can pick a tour guy, grab Miss Casey because she was excellent. So this is Scott Minton at Bourbon Barrel Talk. If you want to find us, you can reach us at bourbonbarreltalk.com or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Um, Scott Minton, Matt Jasnoff, Dan. Jess and then Mr. John Rempe. We are signing off at Bourbon Bro Talk. Have a good day. Cheers. Bye bye.